0: How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake, and I am joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? So, so good.
1: So good? Jeez, what's, what's, what's so good? Uh, work was pretty minimal. Got to just kind of hang out today. Um, I went to the gym. Hmm. I got some stuff done at the gym, which is unlike me. You're just like clipboard. <laughs> <laughs> I went around inspecting the machines. How much sweat is on here? Hmm. hmm.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. They frown on that. They don't actually like when you do they that. Do. They do. Um, I actually got like a sweat in at the gym, which is weird because... Hmm. Normally, I only sweat when we play Smash Brothers. Right. I'm doing, like, try-hard video gaming. Yes, it is uh-huh. It is crazy how, like, gross I get. We're at the loading screen fast. into the first match. And Dave's <laughs> like, I got to
0: wipe off my controller.
1: <laughs> but no, I I felt stinky and gross. But I felt like I accomplished something, which is nice. Yeah. Um, I got to see a friend at the gym, obviously. That's nice. typically when I'll go. Um. And I also got a a jacket from them as well, which Ooh. I need still need to try on. And then from dinner was passable. It was passable.
0: Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's all you need is a passing grade. But did you get the jacket from the friend or the gym? That's the important question. Like, did you always just steal from, the it friend. from the? Okay, <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> I just found it. It was like on a bench somewhere <laughs> in the dressing room.
1: <laughs> no, was like, hey, I want to give this to you after the gym. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. let's do that. Gotcha. That's cool. Yeah, i have to wear that tomorrow probably if I go outside. Mm-hmm. Which, no promises, because it'll probably be cold. It oftentimes is, although
0: it's not as bad as when it, it, it snowed. We usually get like one of those a year now. Yeah. <laughs> We're just like, all right, let's justify buying this salt and like put it on the driveway and stuff. It melts within
1: 24 hours. Mm-hmm. It's completely pointless. I looked out the one morning it was snowing, At some point around like 2 p.m., I saw like it was fully coated white. I Mm -hmm. saw like some families out there and it's not like we have a hill behind us by any means. But there was a slant and the kids like were there on their sleds for like three feet of mild acceleration. Uh Um, And then by like 5 p.m., a lot like half of it was probably melted. Yeah. Yeah. Does not stick around as much here, but
0: that's okay with me not that i necessarily need to drive or anything like that but snow does impede so we order a lot of things on amazon sometimes actually it's been a while since i ordered food it's very expensive now um, but we used to order food you know during the uh, pandemic and stuff like that and uh you got to you
1: you feel guilty if you do that when there's snow all over the place um. yeah yeah it's very much the if the weather's so shit that I don't want to go out, I don't necessarily mm-hmm. want to make somebody else drive in it. Yeah. Um, but also, like, I have... There have been times I've not wanted to go out so badly that I've ordered delivery from a place that is scarily close to my apartment. Uh-huh. And I feel bad about doing that. Uh-huh. But my laziness or whatever else it was just superseded any human decency in that moment. I think that's fair. As
0: long as you just tip more when they're risking their lives, then you're good.
1: I always tip like flat 15 to 20% on anything. Mm -hmm. It's just easier. Um, And if I get kind of clenched butthole about it, I have to remind myself, hey, you're spending extra money to go do food because you don't want to make food. You want to get groceries. Mm -hmm. So it's an incentive to, hey, if you don't like spending money, Uh, shop for your own shit. Yeah. Which we've started doing. It's fair. I had the, um, I got
0: some, uh, I think it's orange, orange chicken, like make your own pop, like popcorn, orange chicken, basically. Uh, it was really good. It was pretty good. Um, I ate it in
1: like two servings. It was probably like four servings. (laughs) That's the thing. If you have like a good tasty meat, I'm not going to do like half a cup. Yeah. Give me the cup. It's
0: like because as many people probably know my cooking is not advanced or as some would even describe cooking so like uh m- m- i don't have like an entree and sides right where it's like okay here's the main part of the meal we'll put some rice on the side some green beans whatever mm-hmm. it's like enough orange chicken to sustain me
1: <laughs> is the amount of food that i'm going to yeah. eat i've i've reached my calorie threshold if you will through this meal it's pretty good, though. Uh,
0: it, I, you know it's going to be fancy when the instructions are like, you wait to put the sauce on until it's like the last stage of preparation. That's how you know. That's how you know. And that's what this was. But yeah,
1: orange chicken's pretty good. Um, recommend it. I feel like I've tried it at some point in the past. But I don't remember it. But like any, any chicken I've had, like a Chinese style thing, love it. The chicken, the Chinese, the Chinese chicken. I I wish I could do the rest of the song. I know what you're (laughs) referencing, but my brain is farting so hard. (laughs) I'll be honest. I don't know anything else about what I'm referencing. See, what's weird is the only line I remember from that song is... uh... No, that's a different song entirely. Apparently, this is Bare Naked Ladies.
0: One week, and then in parentheses, Chinese chicken. (laughs) Oh, no. So, actually,
1: that is the same song um at some point in that it's like something something under there and then like there's like a brief pause and then the person says i just made you say underwear do 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 and like (laughs) when i was like 15 i was like that's actually kind of clever because like you hear (laughs) under there you're like oh underwear interesting it's such Uh, a throwaway thing but like the only thing my brain remembers from that that is funny. Also, everybody knows the it's been, it's been. It's been. Oh, that's this song. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> One week since you looked at me. That's
0: funny. It's Chickadee China, the Chinese chicken. There you go. That's okay, what the yeah, lyrics yeah. should have been. Okay. You have a drumstick and your brain stops ticking. Watching X-Files with no lights on. This song is dated. <laughs> yeah. A little bit. It was apparently uh, 1998. Yikes. <laughs> uh it's been a uh, one hot minute um but outside of food uh video game we played one yeah. we actually played one oh <laughs> yeah I, hopefully you're not too surprised at that um as we do prepare all of these in advance obviously um some people may have known this episode was coming if they were paying attention to some of the games we were playing And the game activity and things like that. But I don't think we talked about it a lot, if at all.
1: No. I think it was very, very cursory.
0: Mm -hmm. Kept it under wraps. We wanted to make sure it was a surprise that we actually do game episodes still. So. (laughs) It was a surprise even to Uh
1: us. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. This is for RoboQuest. Yeah. So for anybody who doesn't know, I played this with Mike a long time ago. Um, Mm -hmm. But this was way back in early access days. This is before the game was at its complete state. And then it rolled around on Game Pass a couple of weeks back. I'm like, oh, I remember this game. Let will check it out. And it is a roguelike FPS uh, mm-hmm. similar to something like Gunfire Reborn. And I was like, oh, this is pretty good. I'm enjoying it. It feels very fast paced and fun. Oh, well, let me tell Jake about it. Mm-hmm. And then I looked away, did some dishes, and Jake's like, I'm further than you in the game. And I was like, you <laughs> <Yeah>. bastard. <laughs> I, it came came back to him as like I've I've got this map of locations that we need to
0: locate in order to catch you up on certain plot points and things like that. I mean, Dave Dave had cleared. It's fair to say Dave they've cleared the game before I had even done all of this side stuff because you don't have to do everything to beat the game. True, um, but there are some mechanics that lend towards beating the game if you do more things, which is nice. Um how would you I mean you describe this as a first person shooter uh Gunfire Reborn. Hopefully you guys listen to our episode about that, or you'll have no context for this. Um But uh what uh, what other kind of inspirations do you think uh, this game might have taken? Like what would you compare this to if they had never played maybe they played a roguelike game, but they haven't played a roguelike FPS?
1: Oh god. Um I guess stylistically it's closer to borderlands and that it's very cel-shaded um, That's fair.
0: it's even richer than borderlands i think yeah. i think borderlands has sometimes more washed out palette
1: um yeah, this, and is this pretty, one's very much better. on the cartoon it pops up a lot um yeah i don't know if there's another game i could really compare it to that would be coming to mind Do you, have you know on? the one that stuck out to me yeah.
0: yeah the one that stuck out to me was um it was doom actually and like the gunplay it's very much that like it's which is good for people who haven't played doom that is good when doom 2016 came out there was a chance that that was just going to be an absolute failure of like a remake slash whatever it is continuation reboot it's a reboot um but it wasn't it was an excellent game we also did an episode on it you'll have no context for this episode if you didn't listen to it um But uh, this one feels pretty good. And, like, Gunfire Reborn, it felt, like, okay as a shooter, I want to say. But um, this one, it it feels like you're popping off.
1: So, I think the main difference for me that I noticed between uh, Gunfire Reborn and RoboQuest Mm -hmm. is Gunfire Reborn seems to be very weapon-focused. Then once you have, like, this is your kind of main weapon, you very much go into passes. Yeah. Um, Some of it is for your character where you can kind of get depending on your class, uh, some certain things to maybe max out lightning or whatever the fuck. Um, But there's also lots of other things that you can get across characters. And RoboQuest does work in a bit of a similar way, but it feels a lot more movement based than anything. Um, There's not really a lifesteal mechanic Mm -hmm. that's baked in. Um, Like, it doesn't pop off to the same degree as gunfire does, where you can do like a billion damage or something. Um, But like late game, I have so many options to move around and do stuff. I found out a little bit after getting the grappling hook, you can use that on enemies and it stuns them and pulls you to them. Yeah. And then if you keep holding forward, you'll do a head bonk, which is a separate type of damage mechanic.
0: Oh, I didn't even, I didn't realize that was a thing for that, the head bonk yeah the grappling hook it's 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 pretty amazing there's a lot of things you can unlock in the game that like give you more mobility and we straight up uh thought that some of these areas were limited to like a specific class it's like no no you've got to play as this class if you want to reach this um but no there's there's ways around that um uh it's it I would agree with that, where Gunfire was like, this is a hundred percent like the gun. I've had builds or runs in um RoboQuest, uh, in particular with like the last class that has like very little influence. Like the gun was a plus. I did not use the gun for a lot of things. It was mostly if they somehow survived the salvo of all all the nonsense I was throwing at them. Um and it feels really good for that. It kind of is evocative of the um like, there are some roguelikes out there where your decisions are kind of like minor stat increases and things like that. And this game has some of that, but then it also has big choices that can like completely change up a run. And that's really important, I think.
1: Yeah. Uh, I try and avoid locking myself out of those options early. Mm-hmm. So if it's like, hey, this is more energy weapon damage, I'm like, I don't know if I'm going energy. Slow your, slow your roll. Yes, but fifteen percent right. attack speed bonus. Yes, everything I do that will be applicable. Hell yeah. Um,
0: yeah, there's a the game has like some some cursed items where they have like a trade off, and one of the ones you, you just reminded me of is like the non-magical ring. Yep, where it's like all of your elemental damage is reduced by some massive percent, like 40%, forty percent, I think, right or fifty. It's a lot. Um, but your non elemental damage is boosted by like 20, 25, something like that. Like a good, good amount, good chunk. And in this game, there are a lot of elements, and the two non elements, for those kind of coming from Borderlands, this will be different, are like just standard kinetic weaponry, bullets and stuff like that, and explosives. So those are also not elements technically.
1: Yeah. Um, there's also like a really good spread of the weapon types. Mm hmm. Um, And also, if I'm just very much going on my class build initially, and I'm like, oh, we'll see if we get a good gun later. Sometimes I'll just try and wait for that. Um, It feels good to just switch between weapons. Yeah. You have two weapon slots. I'm not usually one to ever swap weapons for situations. Um, But sometimes it is nice if you have the extra slot to, hey, um, I'm running pretty much a shotgun build, but sometimes I get punished by sniper enemies from really far away. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll pocket a sniper on the off chance that I run into one of those. Right. Cool.
0: Unless you get the uh, the class, the level up option of like favorite, is it favorite weapon or favorite, favorite weapon? weapon? Yeah. Which is just like, oh, well, I think this is only available on classes that have like another sort of like damage ability. Um, but it's like, okay, well, you only get one weapon now, but here's a big buff, right? Like, and it's usually a pretty good option unless you're specifically doing some sort of weapon swapping
1: shenanigans which the game also supports yeah they even have bonuses for like if you swap weapons but Mm -hmm. again i hate doing that (laughs) i like grinding one thing into the ground um what was your favorite class would you say so i i basically had two
0: answers which was like the class until I unlocked the last class. This is all spoilers. We'll put a disclaimer somewhere shit. in there. Nobody cares. Um, play the game. It's fun. There you go. There's your disclaimer. Um, I wanted to say recon. Like, recon is super fun to play. I freaking love playing recon. Um, and the the wiki here, I'm just going to read this. It's stabbing or teleportation. Recon uses stab portation. That's <laughs> all you need to know. That's all you need to know. Um, but... Dave had to pick me up off the ground a lot (laughs) when I was playing Recon, because in like the game is vague. It's kind of like Bullet Hell esque, which is sort of similar to Doom. Like when you enter an area with a lot of enemies, there could be a lot of projectiles, and you have to rely on your speed to avoid it. Um, and jumping into the middle of all of that is kind of a bad idea (laughs) in a lot of cases.
1: Yeah, so I went down as Recon. Hard to evade, and Recon is also has a lot of bonuses for melee options yes so it kind of incentivizes you to go in Mm -hmm. and do that even though you don't have to um it is definitely the best class for that option if you're Um, not you're wasting it because
0: the class doesn't do anything like (laughs) compared to like playing the game other ways right if you're not using the invisibility hitting people with your knife attacks like
1: recon doesn't have any bonuses beyond that no um but I will say the other plus, um, and I guess major difference between um, this and something like gunfire, is because there's not a baked in lifesteal or like, here's a, get your health back mechanic, mm-hmm. outside of like the checkpoints, um, it's pretty much, hey, uh, if you shoot an, or kill an enemy, it'll drop some green cells. Yes. And if you go near them, you can pick them up and you'll heal. Yeah. But they don't last very long. So it kind of encourages you to... Keep moving forward so you can kill something, get the health, kill something, get the health and keep going forward. Versus if you just, if you have a build that's like, I'm going to salvo from like a mile away Mm -hmm. and just carpet bomb them. Awesome. I hope you're at full health at this point because otherwise you're really going to miss out on that. And there are also passives you can pick up for health cells last longer. They heal more. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's a lot of options in how you can build, which I like. But... To answer my question, as far as favorite class, Mm -hmm. I will say I do have a soft spot in my heart for Elementalist, Mm -hmm. because you can do some crazy shit with it, but um, the Hunter one is still my favorite. Yeah. Because you can be like, I'm going to put points in the crits. Mm -hmm. More points in the crits, more points in the crits, and then you get something that fires decently fast, and then almost all your stuff is for crits, Mm -hmm. hitting very hard. I accidentally, before, like, you can unlock things in the game. Oh, no, I hear myself ranting. Take a <laughs> breath. I'm take a breath. That's fair. You take a breath as well, listeners. Okay, um, yeah. There are things you can get through the game, uh, which is a part of the progression to get some of those extra movement abilities and other things. Mm-hmm. You can also make the last boss and levels easier. Right. You get the now, Chaos Emeralds. <laughs> pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but before I had. I think I had maybe one Chaos Emerald. Mm -hmm. Um, I beat the final boss because my build was, here's a high damage sniper, and then you're critting really hard, Uh and I had a decent fire rate, so I was just chunking off the health bar. It was a god run. It was very fortunate for me, but it felt really good, and I haven't been able to do that with any other class, so the ranger will be my go-to.
0: I think, I think the ranger might be like there. You can definitely get crit on other characters. There's the, the game has two like functions for crit. One of them I didn't know about at all, <laughs> which is just, if you hit enemy weak points, it crits with yes. most weapons. So like headshots and things like that, the glowing spot, all of the traditional video game things. Anytime I did, that was an accident. Cause I didn't realize it was part of the game. And then the other function is auto crit, which is what people traditionally think of for like a random critical. Um, and you can stack it on other characters uh different weapon types have different like multipliers like for like the crit chance um so or it's either the crit chance or the crit damage but um certain weapons are just way better as precision weapons and other ones literally have no uh like natural crit chance um it has to be you know a weak weak spot hit or something like that um but the Ranger is by far, like, by far uh, the easiest one to go for a crit build on. Everything else, it feels like you kind of have to luck into it. Yeah. And Ranger, Ranger builds into it as part of their class options during level up.
1: Ranger is the captain of the critty committee, for mm-hmm. sure. <laughs> I love them for that. The itty-bitty critty committee. itty critty committee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. also, uh, you start out with Commando, mm-hmm. which I didn't appreciate fully until later. But a lot of their class stuff builds into you're going to hit me, it's going to suck for you, mm. and also uh, incentivizing an explosives build.
0: Is this? all right so I'm I might be confusing the two of these. I know there's commando. Commando is the first one. Guardian, I think, is the 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 yellow guy with the shield on his special
1: i'll be honest i've never played this game um whatever <laughs>
0: jake's just, saying is correct i have not i'm I, looking I, I at the wiki. i've never actually played commando commando is the guy that's like tempo kills you're like getting buffs by killing people fast and stuff i should but yeah
1: so but commando is the explosive one right yes mm-hmm. yeah yeah so second one you unlock technically mm-hmm. um But it feels good to just run in with a grenade launcher or an elephant gun, which just shoots like a salvo of missiles all at once Mm -hmm. or anything else missile or bomb related. And you don't necessarily have to aim as much as one might think. And you don't take damage from your own weapons. So you just go to town Um, and you can also use the explosions to rocket jump. Yes. It's also fun
0: which you can get like as a random weapons can have an alt fire. And then like through your, your meta progression, you can increase the chance that they'll have an alt fire, which is pretty much the only time it seemed like they started doing that in my game. Like it's, a, it's a pretty impactful upgrade. Um, and it's very funny when you have something that like can rocket jump that you wouldn't normally think could, uh, but explosives also work for it. Right. Um, and yeah, we, you mentioned the weapons and some of those types of weapons like there is a very large pool of weapons that are made up of like specifically types, right? You've got like your assault weapons, your precision weapons, you've got your energy weapons. I really like the energy weapons. Those are probably some of my favorite in particular, like the Arctic Rifle it's kind of like a, a blast of cold
1: get out of here it's so lame it's
0: very so good lame. it's very good and there's the, so the reason it can be good is because of synergies like if you're going for elemental synergies there's one that's like it frozen enemies um will be auto crit like while they're frozen a, any other attacks just automatically are critical hits hmm. and you're like that's pretty good um But you also have to be able to beat bosses. So, you know, that's something to consider. That that (laughs) is true.
1: Also, I believe energy weapons are more likely to have bounce, Yeah. Or like bullet mm -hmm. ricochet. Yeah. So, if they don't hit a target, they'll bounce off of a wall or something. Mm -hmm. Which, again, is great for carpet bombing if you're not the best at aiming. Yep. They have heavy weapons as well, which is going to be closer to a chain gun typically. uh, But it could be like a rocket launcher. Mm -hmm. Uh, But those will penalize your movement speed a little bit, but typically it's for the option of more damage. Yeah. Um, There's also like a huge variety of shotguns even, Mm -hmm. but they all feel good. Actually, let me ask you, do they feel good? Because last time we played a game that had a shotgun in it, I remember you complaining the shotguns did not feel oomphy enough. I think it depends on the shotgun. I think the one I
0: disliked was the bull shotgun. Um, mm-hmm. but there are others that are are considerably better there's even an energy shotgun called the blunder buzz yeah um some of the them feel a lot good. better uh, but it's also class dependent like i think i might have been playing recon at the time and there's a question of like why would i have a shotgun if my class build is making my like combat knife so good
1: mm-hmm.
0: um and that's kind of That's part of the build crafting of the game as you're going through a run is figuring out what weapons actually complement your build. And absolutely, I believe that there are some builds that just like love shotguns. Like the Guardian, the first guy that gets the protective shield. Very good with close-up weapons. You're just like, I'm just going to push forward and if I would take damage, I'll decide not to. Yeah, it's a fair game plan.
1: (laughs) Oh, one of my favorite shotguns is the Behemoth shotgun. It is like doom levels of huge mm-hmm. the clip is like three it's by like default, three. yeah which is bad uh it's very low but it's such a huge spread the damage is high and i think uh, that weapon has a built-in uh passive to it where if you kill an enemy mm-hmm. it will refund you your full magazine yes so if you're like one-shotting things each time it's moving forward uh you'll never have to reload mm-hmm and I've never encountered that exact thing, but the idea of that is very cool. Yes. Yeah. It does suffer from the same type of situation where it's like you can't kill a boss
0: in three shots generally. So it might no. be bad for bosses. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's very good at clearing trash in rooms and things like that. Um and I think that is actually so that affix that like text, that special effect you can get on it. I think it is rarity dependent, which is something we haven't talked about. Mm. Like a lot of these shooter type games, different weapons may have different rarities. You could encounter a weapon type that you don't really like, but it shows up as like a legendary rarity and it's just full of text. And as anyone who plays MMOs knows, more text is better. It's the only thing you have to pay attention to. Um, and the game gives you the option to upgrade your weapons like, throughout the course of a run, which is just excellent, right? Because I can, I can think of games that don't have that functionality where it's, like, we're too worried that the game is going to get, like, uh, stale if you're, like, using weapons that you're comfortable with. So we're going to, like, basically force you to use higher-level crap that you run across. It's It's much more fun to get invested in a weapon that is, like, it really matches your build, and you, you put it on the game. You say, like, hey, if you want me to swap, you give me something better, right? Yes. I'm not going to
1: trade this out for garbage. Take the power back. I've definitely held on to weapons for so long, even though like the damage isn't great. It'll be like a level 2 blue or something, which I think is uh Uncommon? Um, that's usually what it is in other systems but it might have like two affixes with it Uh but like that can honestly sustain me for a bit yeah and i find something else that's kind of comparable so if i'm running like snipers i want to find another long range option another precision weapon Mm -hmm. so i will wait until i find one that is doing that same kind of function just better yes and as you go through the game you can find these chests where it'll say like hey do you want power cells, which would be like your currency in game to buy stuff or with the vendors or or do you want any of these weapons Mm -hmm. or do you want a passive? Right. So it kind of gives you choices at each of these checkpoints for hey, is my build good? Do you want to keep investing in what I'm doing now? Or do you want to try and change things up? Yes. Also with the weapons beyond upgrading, you can also kind of Mm re-roll. So it'll stay at that current level of upgrade that it's at but it will reroll all of the affixes. Mm-hmm. So maybe like you're doing a specifically a cryo build where you want to freeze things but your weapon's dealing burn damage. Right. Okay, it doesn't exactly work. Maybe I can roll until I get cryo. Or maybe I want to roll to get auto crit or faster attack speed, faster reload speed. Um it just feels good to have a weapon that you like and to be able to enhance it yeah. instead of just oh, this is a piece of shit, and mm-hmm. then you, like you said, you're forced to kind of change it up as you go. Yeah, it's completely viable that like you find a pretty good
0: weapon off the very first weapon chest where it's like, pick your starter weapon, and then through upgrading it, re-rolling it, leveling it up, like you use it for the rest of the game, and, and that's good. The game even rewards you for spending at least a, a fair amount of time with each weapon, because there's like a collection back at base camp for cards for each weapon, And once you get the card for a weapon, it reduces the cost of, I think, either re-rolling or upgrading the weapon by one crystal permanently. Hmm. So it's just like, as soon as you get that card for a weapon, it's just less expensive to keep it in your repertoire uh, for future runs. Like, it's just really cool. Note to self, do that yeah um, <laughs> I, I i'm definitely i got the i got the card for the shovel <laughs> i don't know how much i'm going to actually use it but i thought it would be hilarious to go run just with the shovel someday <laughs> it is um a decision
1: yeah um
0: and it's honestly like i want to compare this to you, you mentioned borderlands and the art style a lot of the weapons here feel like they could be borderlands ish guns especially when you're dealing with elements and energy things or weird ballistics. Um but unlike Borderlands, there's very few weapons where I'm like, this is an absolute throwaway. <laughs> like I just hate this. Um there are Whoa. some I'm less a fan of, but yeah. uh like usually crossbows and things like that. I'm not huge
1: on the crossbows. What? Everybody like stop, the crossbows? Listening to, stop listening to Jake for a moment. He doesn't know <laughs> what he's talking about. He's talking out of his ass. Um crossbows I think can be fine um a strong single defense. crossbow <laughs> all right like let me compare it to what i hate sure uh stuff like the throwing grenade or like the mine launcher yeah something yeah. where it's like it doesn't seem good for anti-air or you have to deal with like an arc shot mm-hmm. and i just want to like aim at something not have to worry about like leading the shot um and all that jazz I, I will
0: say, though, I used the mine launcher at one point. And it's basically, for those who played Overwatch, it's Junkrat's weapon. It's it's the same thing. You just mm. launch mines, detonate them. Um, it does a lot of damage. Like, it it does a tremendous amount of damage. It's just I'm pretty lazy. <laughs> so yeah. I also don't use it that much. Um, as soon as I see, like, oh, this actually requires skill, I'm kind of checking out. Yeah. That being said, this game does feel good to to be skillful at, to land critical hits, to use precision weapons and things like that. You can clear very fast, and it does feel like there's... In Gunfire, it felt like your build has made it or it hasn't. The rest doesn't matter too much. Yeah. And this one, like, you can walk into a room that's very dangerous and like absolutely crush it with your build, with your weapon, with all of that stuff, or misplay your placement a little bit in the room, get surrounded, get hit by a suicide guy, and lose like a tremendous amount of health. And it's literally down to execution. There is a skill aspect in RoboQuest.
1: Yeah. Like we've been running, I think it hard the entire time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I don't think is it might be the hardest difficulty, but it's There's only more. like <laughs> is there yes uh once you beat the
0: game it unlocks like they do the thing where every time you increase the difficulty it changes the background for the difficulty and like the hard is there's like there's a good amount of enemies like all around in the the background and then there's like supernova i think it's called which is just like it's full of bosses and things like that just this terrible uh despotic uh picture of the world haven't even tried it it looks terrible
1: I might have to try just to be abused a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but even on a hard, like, taking three projectile shots from enemies at, like, a later level. Yeah. It can, like, almost kill you. It's a unless lot. Unless you're building armor specifically. And I'm not usually doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it feels really good, though, as you were saying, to kind of weave through um, the projectiles. Mm-hmm. I think there's only, like, one or two things that are homing. So, the typical good strat is just to strafe and carpet bomb. Yeah. Or just strafe and shoot them in the weak spot. But all, you always have to strafe. You always have to be moving. Mm-hmm. Um, you can strafe vertically as well if you need to. Mm-hmm. You can crouch to duck something. You can do a super jump if you hold in, crouch, and then jump.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, that isn't an, an item, but it's it's a good item to get fairly early. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um. Yeah, just like with the movement tech you get, it feels really nice to weave Mm -hmm. and then poop out your damage, but then it feels terrible if you get hit by, like, two things. Yes. And you're like, I'm terrible at this game. Yeah.
0: It, uh, it all feeds back into, like, the the tempo. The the developers had a really good idea of, like, how do we keep people engaged in engaging gameplay? Because technically you can hang back and just kind of, like, slowly let enemies sort of line themselves up and snipe them from the previous combat room. But you're not going to be getting S-Ranks because you're going to be clearing slowly. If you do get hit by a stray projectile, you'll never heal it, which Dave mentioned earlier. Um, and a lot of enemies just won't position themselves in that situation, it wants you to play it also like doom, like an arena by an arena mm-hmm. right like you enter an area, you fight all the enemies there, trying to mitigate damage, avoid damage as you can, move into the next arena do it do the same, and they lock the doors. It's literally kill all the enemies to get into the door, and occasionally you'll have a room that is straight up, like you need to enter it, and then the door locks behind you, and now you're in a true arena. there's no option to try to kite yeah. people out. <laughs> Um,
1: but they also have um, purple rooms which I would consider loosely challenge rooms yeah, challenge if rooms. you can hear my air quotes everybody um, it's usually just go through the purple room and find the chest at the end mm-hmm. but there might be traps hazards enemies something that's going to prevent you uh, they're randomly generated uh, from like a, a set of however many um, but at a point they become so easy where I'm just like let me check what's in that free chest. Uh-huh. Uh, it feels nice. Um, And a part of that, not even just in the challenge rooms, but throughout the level, again, this is tied with the tempo of the game, they have grind rails. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can run, and you can also essentially use that run button on the grind rail and just, like, zoop around to the next area, use that momentum to jump and hover above people and then shoot them from above. Um...
0: Yeah, they're so a,
1: good when you're like going pretty consistently and killing enemies and not having to stop and be like where's that one little guy you just go through like bah, bah. oh yeah when you're in the flow then the it flows. yeah and
0: for the for the grind rails they even give you a buff that persists when you leave the grind well rail for movement speed they're just like we don't need to like give people massive bonuses you can get a passive that makes the bonus even better or last longer but just the idea of i just tap that rail so i'm going to be running faster is enough to make people do it and that's all you got to do you just reward gameplay that is going to be more fun or faster and um it's so good for that it's so good running around on the ground feels it feels beneath us (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh yeah and the the challenge rooms they also you you mentioned that by the end they they feel very you know freebies in a lot of cases and it's because of the movement items that you're getting that are unlocked for all your characters once you you find that item in the world um and at first i was like i wonder is this a bug right like is it kind of weird that i can grapple hook past everything straight to the chest right um no, it's it's intentional. They just said like, "Hey, if you've reached the point in the game where you got this, which is very late, your reward is you do not have to deal with this anymore, <laughs> right?" <laughs> like uh it's fine to cheat. Just go for it, you know? And I love yeah. when games do that. When they let you like break the rules and they're just like, "Good job." That yeah. is intended, <laughs>
1: right?
0: <laughs> uh, Cuz it's a power trip. It lets you it lets you flex a little bit and it feels so much better than I unlocked this power-up, everything else in the world
1: just scaled to make my power-up useless. Yeah. Right. I hate stuff like that. But the game is really good about making the progression that way because when you start out, you basically have a starting chest of weapons you can pick from Mm -hmm. and then you just kind of go through killing enemies, maybe find another weapon. Um, And then at the checkpoints, you just have a healing bot Mm -hmm. and another little shitty chest. Yeah. But as you keep unlocking things as you go, you'll get the option to run into more vendors Mm -hmm. or merchants to maybe buy a weapon, upgrade a weapon, buy a passive, do some other stuff. And it makes your runs easier Mm -hmm. each time. And then as you're also unlocking the movement abilities, it's making your runs easier because you have more options to work with. And also you're now incorporating these options into your gameplay, which means you've just become better over time. Um, so it feels really good to start from that beginning where you have just like a pea shooter in a dream to I'm above everybody and raining down Yes.
0: Yeah. Like it's not even possible to find the highest tier weapons until you unlock that in the the meta progression tree. Mm-hmm. Um which uses a currency that can't be used for anything outside of the meta progression tree for almost the entirety of the game. Um but uh conversely like some of the things that you unlock increase your your resource generation like you get more of these crystals that you can spend um and they could also make the the game more difficult right we were talking about the chaos emeralds if you turn those on you get some bonuses uh it makes the final fight a little bit easier but it makes it so elites will spawn in your world and a lot of the times i don't even notice them because the build is working pretty well at that point and you can kind (laughs) of Uh, chunk through them but they're usually noticeable by like I just shot the guy and he didn't die it must be an elite yeah. <laughs> right? Um, but they drop even more crystals so it is this like okay you're increasing the difficulty but you're getting better rewards and it's giving you more fuel to make an even better build as you work your way through a run and it's, it's very good I wouldn't say it's Hades good but this is actually the second most enjoyable roguelike I think I've played I'm, I'm slowly converting Jake into the rooklessings. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I played other games. I played Binding of Isaac. I just only played. Uh, I only played uh, uh, Azazel, Azriel, one of the Azazel, D- Azazel. Yeah, because why would you play anything else? Um, and Dave's over here as a purist with his D6. I'm like, All right, that's fine.
1: I only play Isaac. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> this is also like 20 years old. Like the game has changed so much uh-huh. since I played it. Um It's impossible
0: to actually go for an item in Isaac because there's 40,000 possible (laughs) items in
1: the draw pool. Platinum God is now like a PDF you have to download it. It's six gigs. Uh Uh-huh, yeah. But another thing that makes the game feel so good and why I'm recommending it is the audio. Um, The guns feel good. They sound good. But the fucking music. It's very good. When you're in like a little checkpoint room you get to hear like part of the track kind of muffled without everything, mm-hmm. and then you open the door and it's like hit him with all the instruments, baby. Yes, and like the music just pops off, and it's at a tempo that makes you feel driven. Mm-hmm. Like it's very much pump up music, like uh, I, some very active techno. What it what it makes me think of visualize is in the
0: like in the shopping areas or the upgrade areas where you're making build decisions and things mm-hmm. like that. It kind of it reminds me of like an idle animation of somebody just kind of like rocking on their, their toes, like rocking on the, the, the balls of their feet or something like that. Um, and then once you go through the door, it's just like you just started a hyper combo in some fighting game. Like that's mm-hmm. the difference in, in the pace. But um, for the final area, there's there's actually like a drop a little bit. I mean, there's a lot of drops when you enter a combat area. But for a while after playing the game, I would just find myself just humming that part specifically that part of the song where you enter that final area it's just
1: very good i think one of my favorites is i think at like the very last level Mm -hmm. which is uh, a big combat room but they add like another layer to the music in that level and i'm Mm -hmm. like oh it feels so good because like this is pretty much towards the end of the game your builds very much online and you're like this is my last step before approaching the boss. Mm-hmm. The boss also has good music, um, and also there are multiple bosses uh, through these different areas you go through. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the areas you have to unlock. So the game is very good at rewarding exploration, as well. I would I don't know it's just it's so good. I've had so much fun with it. I I technically not played it twice. That's true. Um, yeah I mean
0: the fact it's on game pass makes it an easy recommend I would say for the people don't be like me and don't pay that much attention to your base camp as you reach areas they do show up on a map there in your base camp like at the museum look at that map periodically because it will tell you like how in the world did I actually end up at like the energy field or whatever like you can just see how the areas are connected very helpful tremendously helpful um but the game's just fun. That's that's basically the thing. Sometimes we play games and it's like f- critical from a critical perspective this is a good RPG or you know like this is fun. It's comparable to some other things I've played. And then RoboQuest I was just like I'm just sitting here like headbanging trying to like is it socially acceptable for me to try to like pull Dave into playing this game right now when he's probably doing something else. Um and those games can be kind of rare. It's nice. It's nice to encounter it. Uh, so heavy recommendation. It's overwhelmingly oh, positive
1: on Steam. We didn't even mention it, it does have co-op.
0: Yes, actually, two-player, two-player co-op.
1: Yeah, sorry. It's not <laughs> like you have like a whole gaggle of people. And you're like, it would be ah! insane. It would be absolutely <laughs> storming the storming the the beaches. But it felt good. I will say definitely early on, like when we just started playing co-op, I had I was towards the end of. The unlockable progression, mm-hmm. but not all of the world progression. And I felt like I was doing all the damage, and Jake was just like in the back cheering me on.
0: <laughs> whoa, and then, whoa,
1: whoa. Okay. And the first runs were a little bit rough, but I was playing Raycon then. I was playing uh-huh, Raycon. Uh-huh. But um later on, um, when Jake had more experience and more things unlocked, it felt really good to just clear stuff together. Yeah. Um, if you have two builds that are online, the game doesn't scale like
0: it's not Monster Hunter, where it's like, oh, you dipped your toe into online. We've multiplied all the enemies' health by four times. There's just one other player. I don't care. It's four times. Um, they don't do that. Enemies, if any, if they get harder at all, it's just kind of slightly.
1: So you just you to do a little off. bit of scaling, but yeah. it's not super noticeable. Mm-hmm. It's just nice to kill stuff with friends, regardless of the game. Yeah. Um, but I think they did a good job of just allowing another person to be there mm-hmm. also um if jake has a gun that i want and because all the things are instanced for the chess and the vendors um i could be like hey i'm looking for a sniper and he's like oh there's a good sniper here i'm like oh what are the stats and he'll read things off mm-hmm. um and then i might be able to find something for him so it's nice to be able to uh intermingle that from a build possibility yeah though you cannot trade any of the passive items no yeah, no, would be
0: broken. <laughs> no way to even provide that for someone else. It's it's newer or bust. Um, yeah,
1: which I will say, Gunfire Reborn did a, a different version of that where you could just drop it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You could drop a bazooka and somebody else could pick it up. I forgot about that. Yeah, but again, Gunfire, you can get like insanely broken stuff. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, it's a very good
0: game. I'm not sure exactly how many hours in it I have, but I have to check Game Pass does game pass Um,
1: check that for you does it have a a it'll tell you how
0: many hours you have yeah uh it's probably around 40 or 50 i think which is quite a lot for this type of game um but i found myself in a position where i was like i kind of just want to do another run which is how you know it's a successful roguelike you're like i don't even really have a goal right i'm not even like trying to get another unlock Mm -hmm. i don't really need another clear i kind of just want to play the game excellent sign excellent sign for your game
1: yeah like i even challenged myself once to do a recon run and we got so close Mm -hmm. um i went all into melee Uh, the movement felt very fun but yeah it's nice to just hey i've never tried this weapon never tried this class or i've never tried this class with this type of build Mm -hmm. it's cool to just try things and mix it up because nothing feels ostensibly bad Yeah, but I definitely have my own preferences, but I was only able to find those out from trying every gun that I picked up. Mm -hmm. Like, how does this shoot? And then trying different classes. Yeah,
0: and even within a class, we didn't really mention this. Like there are there's like upgrade paths. So Mm -hmm. you grab like the first class upgrade. One example might be like um, for engineer who has these deployable drones that can like fly around and stuff. You can upgrade the number of drones you have. Now, each one has a little bit lower health but you can have like a freaking ton of drones flying around. Right. Or you could take a different path and that would have like three upgrades, right. Or you could take a different path that makes them sturdier, Like they have more health and they're more likely to draw aggro. Right. So now it's like, I'm getting more utility out of these guys. Um, you can like give them additional weapons. And these are all usually like three upgrades bundled together where you grab the first one, the next two in the set are very, very likely to come up. Um, And that's cool because it means like once you're done, once you're looking at like the class features there at your base camp for everything that you've unlocked, you can be like, I think in this next run, I'm going to try to get these ones, right? I'm going to try to start these paths. It's a tremendous amount of um, control that a lot of times you don't get in a pure RNG roguelike, right? Like for Mm. Isaac, you're like, oh, if I want to get Leo or something like that. G- good luck, right? Like, <laughs> how, how are you gonna do that?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's. You can also get like reroll tokens, um, mm-hmm. both as part of like an unlockable, or you can buy it from a shop. So if you don't see the perfect option you want for maybe starting off a class build, uh, you can possibly reroll into it, or you could also just pick something kind of generically good across all builds too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is
0: definitely this kind of game where like I basically have a completed character and I would go back and just like play one of the classes that's a lot less. It feels a lot less sophisticated, a lot less advanced, maybe a little bit less spoilery and just like force myself not to hit the grapple button to play through with a new player like in co-op mm-hmm. um, and then just play in their world. So it random things don't happen that are just going to be spoilers or uh stuff that they wouldn't have access to you'll still be more powerful than them but you can kind of constrain it and it's just a very fun game to play through the gameplay's good
1: yeah uh, there's something that's actually going to add i just blanked on what it was god why have you forsaken me in this moment <laughs> Print
0: of the show. Print of show, God. <laughs> yeah. Special guest. Um, <laughs> Always a special guest. I'm going to talk while Dave does that. So yeah, we can just have a whole bunch of silence. <laughs> I'm um, fishing
1: deep in the thoughts right now. I apologize.
0: No, it's all good. Uh, the presentation's very good. Um, you know, we've covered or we're, we're likely to cover more games, I would say, uh, within Game Pass. But even if this isn't Game Pass, I mean, right now it's on sale on Steam. Um, as of recording. I don't know if that'll still be the case when this goes live. Um, and it's definitely worth it. Like I said earlier, it's got overwhelmingly positive reviews on Steam and it's, it's very much deserved. Um, it feels like a very cohesive experience. It doesn't feel like a game where there's anything superfluous. Everything that's there seems pretty intentional and good. And it went through early access. Like Dave said, he started playing it in early access. And this is another... <laughs> Sign that you can come out the other side of early access with a good game and there can be an end to it. So, um, shout out to RoboQuest.
1: I can't think of what I was trying to think of. That thought has escaped me. It's fair, it's gonna come back 20 minutes after we're done recording. I know it, uh-huh. uh huh. and the plot's okay. <laughs> the, the plot is there just to be like, here's a very loose framework, yeah. Um, that's it. And that's fine because I don't think it needs a plot. It's not a story game. Yeah. They're just like why are you here? Oh this is your vague motivation. Cool. I will say the
0: game does. It, it's not a miss. I'm not going to count this against the game. But it has like text uh, audi- like text logs you can pick up that do a little bit of world building from the perspective of whoever's leaving the text log. And like I don't care that much. I don't think I read most of them. Some of them I read a little bit more, but it's not going to be as compelling as like a Bioshock entry or something like that. Right. It doesn't it didn't feel like it was necessary for the game, but the game counts it as collectibles and there are good rewards for getting all of them. So I guess you I guess you do it. Um, but yeah, I don't count it against the game. I also don't really count it as much of a plus.
1: I remember what I was going to say. Yeah. All right. Listen up pro gamers. Um, there are some classes. Let me first to the context. Again, I'm a very like blunt, single mind, single thought focus person in these types of games, meaning I just want to do my gun stuff and pretty much focus everything into that. I just mm-hmm. want to hold the left click for my attacks. I don't want to have to do right click or like V or um, a brace to do these other alt fires or your class ability. So, you can bind multiple inputs to the same button. Mm, I don't recommend this. Be careful careful how you use this, because um, if you're playing the ranger, Mm. your right click or your class ability will stealth you, and another one will throw a spear, Uh which will take you out of stealth. Right. So, depending on how you want to do that. Um, But I've definitely on some classes been like, this is all one button and mm-hmm. it works pretty fucking good.
0: I guess that's fair. I could see it for some of them. I actually, actually, is that true? I don't know. It feels like having them on separate buttons gives you more flexibility regardless. <laughs> um, it's probably a decent controller game. I, I didn't check, check that um, or things like what the auto mm. aiming
1: would be. Um, I, I don't really like shooters be. on controllers. I, i really like it with keyboard and mouse just because if i need to if i'm dashing on a rail and then jumping off and i need to like turn around and shoot somebody yeah i don't want to have to have insanely high sensitivity just give me the mouse where i know where i'm gonna be looking at yeah yeah um
0: really good game though recommend people play it if you have game pass definitely there's no reason you have no excuse not to play if you have game pass um i think it's around 20 bucks on steam a little bit less on sale uh it's still worth that to be honest so check it out robo quest
1: Roboquest first,
0: first recommended game of the new year and it came out last year
1: and we'll be doing a new
0: recommended game every week <laughs> every week yes. uh, our new format where i don't sleep <laughs> 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 um yeah definitely solid if there's other games like this uh That you guys would recommend for us uh, you can fulfill dave's uh fantasy of getting me to play more (laughs) more roguelikes um i'll play good roguelikes i'll say that i'll play good roguelikes there's like three of them how hard can it be um send those in soapstonepodcast at gmail.com or could join the discussion on facebook where you could join all of the other bots all of your robots facebook.com slash soapstone podcast and as always we'll see you in the next one
1: are you still here go home go to bed get out of here go be gone